What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another hour of the Andy Slater Show on this Thursday, February 22nd. For me, it's getaway day. That means I'm going to take a long weekend. I won't be with you tomorrow. I won't be with you on Monday, and I won't be with you on Tuesday. So you get to hear my voice. I know you're so happy about that. You get to hear it right now, and then you get to hear it again on Wednesday. That doesn't mean I won't be on social media. I always am. So you could follow me on Twitter, at Andy Slater. You could search me on Instagram, Andy Slater. And when I've got some news, like a... Slater's Scoop. Or I've got a nice parlay, like I might on Saturday night for the Florida Panthers game, that is where you'll find it. We've got basketball starting up again. we got hockey going on. we got a break in the football season and all of the transactions. Those will be happening soon. The Marlins, they actually made a signing. It was reported this morning while I was at breakfast. The Marlins signing Tim Anderson, shortstop Tim Anderson, to a one-year $5 million deal. So we can no longer say the Marlins have not signed a major league free agent. They have now done it. Tim Anderson is a Miami Marlin. So if you're in Little Havana today, if you're in Jupiter, and you're around people who are extremely excited, now you know why. Because the Marlins signed shortstop Tim Anderson. $5 million one-year deal. The Marlins needed some more bats. That's one of them, if he can produce, of course. So we shall see. And if Tim Anderson is really good, then trade deadline time, maybe the Marlins get something for him. But at least they made a move, thankfully. The Miami Heat, they're back tomorrow night. The Florida Panthers, they're back tonight, although they didn't really go anywhere. They just played the other night at home. So we got plenty of action going on. And we're, what, 10 days away? No, I'm sorry, not 10. Bad math. And I know there's 29 days in February, but that was horrendous math. We're eight days away from March. And I love March. Every single year, March comes, and there's so much action. That month never disappoints. October's fantastic because we got everything going on in October, but I love March. March is number one. October's number two. With March, we get March Madness, and I love watching all those college basketball games, all the tournaments, then the NCAA tournament. We also have tons of spring training games in March, and then baseball starts up in late March. Now, as far as the real March Madness and the NCAA tournament that I just mentioned. For us in South Florida this year, it's going to be a little quieter. Last year, we had two Final Four teams. It's tremendous. I went to Kansas City, had some awesome barbecue. Went to the game where the Canes beat Texas in the Elite Eight to get to the Final Four. Was on the court after the game. Watch Coach L and all the players cut down the net. Great moment. 
So the Canes went to the Final Four last year. The FAU Owls went to the Final Four. This year, I don't know if either of them will go to the Final Four. But we may not even have one get into the tournament. Now, I say I don't know if they'll get to the Final Four because really, I I don't know. Chances are neither of them will. But will the University of Miami even get into the tournament? Probably not. The Canes, they would have to win the ACC tournament. And right now, they can't even win a game. They are dreadful. Last night, I saw the game against Duke. They got destroyed. Yeah, they're dealing with injuries, but they are just not a good basketball team. So most likely, we're not going to see the Canes in the NCAA tournament. The FAU Owls, they can certainly be there. How well they will do, that's a different story. And I'll get into that a little bit later on this hour. What I really watched last night, I kept a very close eye on this, Inter-Miami CF's first game of the season. There in Fort Lauderdale, Real Salt Lake came into Miami. And by Miami, I mean Fort Lauderdale, you know, Commercial Boulevard just south of Palm Beach County. Inter-Miami got a 2-0 win. That's a nice way to start the season. No messy goal. Came close a couple of times, but still, it's fun to have another sport back, and I'll be paying close attention to MLS, particularly uh, Inter-Miami, because I probably won't pay attention to any other teams aside from whoever's playing Inter-Miami on a given night, and I hope Inter-Miami with Messi and Suarez and company, I hope they have a fantastic season. Let them go undefeated. Let them put on a spectacle for the fans. No matter where they're playing, we know where they're playing, off Commercial Boulevard, and they'll probably be playing there for years to come. But let fans have fun. That was an energetic crowd. And when Inter-Miami scored, they play this great song. I don't remember exactly what song it was, but it's just a regular song. And the fans get so into it, I'm thinking to myself, The fans for Inter-Miami are getting more excited after a goal than Panthers fans because Panthers fans, you get up after the team scores, you go crazy, and then you just kind of stand there. Although the Panthers do have a goal song that's better this year than what they were doing last year with individual goal songs, and the fans had no idea what to do. The soccer fans with that song, way more into everything post-goal than Panthers fans and it's not like the Panthers have bad fans it's just that music is part of everything I listen to music almost all day long I like energy if you went to let's say a heat game heat games are a lot of fun great to people watch you have an awesome crowd nice entertainment But I've always said, and I think I said this 16 years ago when I came on the air for the first time, and it was on the station too. If you took away the sound effects and all of the music that gets played during an NBA game, like while the game is actually being played, 
The player is dribbling the ball down the court, and you hear sound effects and you hear music. If you took that all away, your entertainment would be a lot different. The excitement level would be a lot different. Music just, it brings it. So I loved seeing the crowd into it after an Inter-Miami CF goal for a good minute, minute and a half. The music's playing. Fans are rocking. That's awesome to see. I wish we saw that at Panthers games too. And that's not to say it's the fans' fault. I'm solely talking about entertainment. And I'm glad that at the Amaranth Arena, they put in new speakers finally so you can hear the song and hear the announcements and hear everything. That's a great step. I'm going to be there. Not only will I be there Saturday for the Panthers-Capitals game, and Uncle Luke's going to be there too. I'm going with Marlon's man. Luke's going with his son. But I will be there in March for Drake. Kiki, do you love me? Are you riding? I'm going to the Drake concert. At least that's the plan as of now. I hope I'll be able to see Drake. I have great seats. So I'm not talking about like a bad view or somewhere where I'm high up and I can't see Drake. I just have a feeling there's going to be big clouds in the arena that night. And I hope I could see through the clouds. Pretty sure at a Drake concert, anything goes. Like security's there, but come on, we're having a good time. I'm not partaking in that. I'm not. I'll, I'll eat, I'll have some drinks, and I'll watch the concert. At least I hope I can see the concert, like I said. Okay, I have a lot to get to this hour, but I can't get to any of it until the hour officially begins. It's time to shuffle up and deal. Where shall I begin this hour? I thought about it. I watched the Inter-Miami CF game last night. They're worthy of beginning the hour with, but I'm not going to do it. I begin today with the Florida Panthers. And I begin with them because I believe what they are going to do tonight is absolutely epic. The Florida Panthers have won 11 straight road games. That's called a winning streak. Big time. Tonight, they are looking to tie the NHL record of 12. The record was set by, who could forget, the 2005 Red Wings and the 2014 Minnesota Wild. Who could forget those epic teams? All of us. But the stage the Florida Panthers are stepping on this evening is really cool. So tonight... The Panthers face the Carolina Hurricanes. The Carolina Hurricanes are the team that Florida met in the Eastern Conference Final last year. It was an incredible series. So many magical moments. Kachuk had that game winner, and then he was skating off the ice, like right to the bus. That was amazing. I think he took his skates off once he got off the ice and then went on the bus. But it was great 
competitive hockey. The bigger point is this Florida Panthers team feels special. I don't want to jump the gun here because what really matters is what they do come playoff time. Not right now, but come playoff time. And two years ago, they broke every record they could with their regular season. They broke all the franchise records and they went out in the second round. The President's Trophy was all they won. Last season, the Florida Panthers eked into the playoffs and they wound up winning the conference, getting to the Stanley Cup final. So the regular season doesn't mean quite as much for a franchise with bigger goals. Still, it feels to me that the Florida Panthers have gone through the proper, let's say, ringer in order to achieve greatness. And this happens in so many sports. You kind of have to lose before you can win. There are certain humps that you have to get over before you can get that ultimate prize. There's so many examples. I'll start all the way with the best, like Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan never won a title early in his career because he couldn't get past the bad boy Pistons and the Jordan rules. Then he did, and he won six of them. Now, don't go on social media. Slater's comparing the Panthers to Michael Jordan. I'm just giving an example, and I'm giving the the top example. Sometimes you've got to lose. You've got to take it, and sometimes it's tough in order to achieve the big goal. The Panthers had this long drought, very long drought, of not even winning a playoff series. They finally crossed that hurdle two years ago when they beat the Capitals in the first round. They got far enough to have a taste of the Stanley Cup final the following season. And it showed them what it takes. And I am sure now there's a certain hunger that a team can only get by getting that far. You're playing for the big prize. You're in the Stanley Cup final but you don't walk away with that big prize. Other teams don't get it. The only way you could get it is to go through that entire season, get to where the Florida Panthers did, and walk away with a handshake, and that's all. They were involved in all those tough games. They went through all those injuries The Florida Panthers players last season gave everything they had and they came up short. That creates a certain drive. It creates a certain focus and a certain hunger that cannot be faked. That cannot be replicated. You can have a team say, we're hungry to win that cup. But they didn't get a chance to win it last season because they weren't in the Stanley Cup final. There's only one team in the National Hockey League that was in the Stanley Cup final and walked away without the cup, and that was the Florida Panthers. Nobody else can replicate it. Vegas won the cup. 
Do they want another one? Of course. But the Florida Panthers are so hungry for it. And I see it in that. This team celebrates the moments. Anton Lundell the other night. He gets his first career game winner in overtime. He celebrated. The boys were happy. There's this intense stare that they all seem to have, which tells me they're only thinking about the playoffs. Playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. And they're thinking about that every game. They're using every game and every win. Every lesson, they're using it to prepare for what's ahead. Because that's what this season is about. Eric Spolstra had a phrase with the Heat about Jimmy Butler's epic game in the bubble. The game where Jimmy carried the Heat into the NBA Finals in the bubble. Jimmy was slumped over that wall. He was exhausted. Spo called it a portrait of a champion before he's a champion. That's how Spo described Jimmy Butler. I'll tell you what, I feel the exact same way about Matthew Kachuk. I knew Matthew Kachuk was good when they got him, before he stepped on the ice for Florida. Right when the Panthers made that deal, I said, oh my gosh, this is unbelievable. Before anybody played, I knew the Panthers won that trade, getting rid of Huberto and getting Matthew Kachuk. Matthew Kachuk is that good and that special, but I'm not going to pretend to say that before I actually saw him night in and night out in a Panthers jersey, that he has everything a champion needs. I knew Matthew Kachuk was really good, and that was a great trade. But I never was able to see how smart this guy is, how he reads the game perfectly, how tough as nails he is. Matthew Kachuk's always causing problems in the best of ways. And he's as clutch as can be. He owns the big moments. And it feels like he's never, ever satisfied. Matthew Kachuk isn't coming for points titles. He's not coming for recognition. That dude plays hockey to lift the Stanley Cup. That's it. That's Kachuk's singular focus. And I think as a leader of the team, I think he can take them there. Will it be this season? Let's see how the playoffs shake out. Let's see how health plays out. That's very important. We know that. And then, of course, let's see how Bob does come playoff time. If he's hot like last year, if he continues to play the way he is during the regular season this year, the Panthers 100% have a fighting chance at raising that Stanley Cup. So while I'm pumped to see the Panthers try to win 12 straight on the road tonight, and I'm really into it, I don't need another reason to watch the game. I'm watching it. But I try my best to pull myself back to this team, no matter how good they are right now, it's about them winning it all. I try not to get 
overly bogged down with regular season accomplishments or anything that happens during the regular season. This team was built for a parade right through Sawgrass Mills. I don't know if that's where the parade would go, but it would probably be in Fort Lauderdale because the Panthers love Fort Lauderdale, and they probably wish they had a, an arena in Fort Lauderdale. But the goal is a parade. The goal is the Stanley Cup. That's what they're hoping for. That's what they're going for. And that is how the Florida Panthers this season will be judged. Now you have a chance to judge me at the poker table. I'll try to show off my poker skills and yet again win my own poker tournament, the Slater Scoops Poker Tournament at Seminole Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Hollywood coming up Tuesday night, March 5th. That's less than two weeks away. But you could try to stop me. Fight for second place. That's what I normally say because I plan to get first. But you could try your best to knock me out of my own tournament. And if you do on Tuesday night, March 5th, I will give you two seats on the glass to go see the Florida Panthers play next month. That is courtesy of the Workers' Comp Legal Center. Now, if you want to come on out there and play cards, I highly suggest it. There's going to be $20,000 minimum in the prize pool for my next poker tournament. It's only $250 to buy in. Put a reminder in your phone. Put a reminder in your head. The Slater Scoops Poker Tournament, Tuesday night, March 5th. It starts at 6 p.m., and you could register until 9.30 p.m. Tuesday night, March 5th. Be there for the Slater Scoops Poker Tournament at Seminole Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Hollywood. Saturday afternoon, before I head to the Florida Panthers game, I'm going to be going to Gulfstream Park. It is the championship meet at Gulfstream Park, and the championship meet means the best of the best. The best horses in the world, the best races in the world, the best jockeys in the world, the best of everything in the horse racing world is at Gulfstream Park during the championship meet, and I'm very much looking forward to being out there again on Saturday afternoon. Now, you guys can go out there as well. It's open to the public. It doesn't cost you anything to get in to go watch the races. You could wager on them. Heck, you could even bet 10 or 20 cents and possibly make thousands of dollars. I see it happen all of the time. Personally, I'll be at the Trackside Restaurant 10 Palms having a great meal, watching the races live right in front of me. They've got a buffet option. You can order off of the menu, but I highly suggest you make a reservation, especially if you're going to go out there on Saturday. Visit GulfstreamPark.com for all of the details and to make that reservation. And then maybe I will see you out there for the championship meet on Saturday at Gulfstream Park. If you can't get there Saturday, they've got live racing every Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So choose a live race day. Maybe you want to head on over there like right now, immediately. They got racing going on at this moment. It is the championship meet in Hollandale Beach at Gulfstream Park. I wish I could continue this segment with more excitement because I was excited last segment talking about the Florida Panthers. I'm excited about going to the game on Saturday night. I wish I was as excited about the game 
that was on my television last night. Inter-Miami, that was exciting, and I'll get to that momentarily. But the other game, the University of Miami basketball team, what a mess that was. And it stinks because the Canes, they had two great seasons in a row. And then it's followed by this. Hashtag bad basketball in Coral Gables. Unfortunately, the Canes are not a tournament team. They've now lost five straight ACC games. They're going to find themselves playing on a Tuesday in the ACC tournament. That's never good. If you're playing on a Tuesday in the ACC tournament, you're not going to win the ACC tournament. And for the Canes to get to the NCAA tournament, they're going to have to win the ACC tournament. Not going to happen. I don't even know if they can win that Tuesday game. What I do appreciate, though, now more than ever, is how good Jordan Miller was and how good Isaiah Wong was and how good Nigel Pack is when healthy because there's no more Jordan Miller. There's no more Isaiah Wong. Nigel Pack is out hurt. This team has lost so much. I and maybe others underestimated how good those guys were. Two of them left. Nigel Pack is hurt. Remember, Jordan Miller had that perfect game in the NCAA tournament. He didn't miss a shot. That includes a free throw. Isaiah Wong, he was a prolific scorer. He can get him in bunches. What I see from the Canes hoops team this season is just a whole bunch of leftovers. Wuga Poplar is not on the same level of those guys last season. Nor Chad O'Meara, he's been really good, probably the most reliable player on the team. Matthew Cleveland didn't make a huge impact as a transfer. When the number eight team in the country, Duke, who has now won 16 of their last 18, comes to town, and you're without Nigel Pack and without Cleveland, where's the scoring punch going to come from? That game was a blowout before tip-off. I didn't even look at the line. I didn't go to the supermarket here in Medellin where I'm doing the show from. I'll be back in South Florida tomorrow evening. Travel day for me. I won't be on the airwaves. Just another heads up. But if I would have went to the supermarket here in Medellin to put in a bet or one of you looked at it on the Hard Rock app, I cannot believe Duke was only favored by seven and a half. And earlier in the day, it was six and a half. Gosh, if I would have paid attention to that or went to the supermarket, I would have smashed that. And then you've got Coach L, Jim Laranega, all season. I haven't seen any joy out of him, which stinks because he's usually so full of joy next to that bench. But I don't blame him not having any joy right now. You go to the Final Four, and then the next season you're a really bad ACC team. The program had made such strides. The year before, they were in the Elite Eight. Then you go to the Final Four. The University of Miami basketball team was starting to be a legitimate program. You would just expect them to be in the mix every season. But then the music stopped. The problem is, to get it back to that level, so difficult. We're in the new world of college basketball. It's not easy. 
It's going to require huge NIL investments, tons of money. You got to pay these kids to get the best on your squad. To be able to make a run, you've got to shell out a lot of money and get some legit talent. College basketball has changed over the years. Heck, even from two years ago. Miami laid the foundation of their latest run, and now that run looks to be done with. And as a South Florida sports fan, any one of you, watching Canes basketball do well is awesome because winning Coach L is the best Coach L. When that dude's dancing in the locker room and giving his great speeches, he is one of the great personalities that we have in South Florida sports. So him standing there watching his team get smoked at home, that's not quite as much fun, especially when we're nine days away from March. Eight days away. I screwed that up again. The leap year in February is just throwing me off. Two segments in a row, I messed up the amount of days. I'll go for a three-segment streak in just a little bit. But it was so fun going all over the country to watch them, going to Chicago to see them in the Elite Eight, then going to Kansas City the following year. We still got FAU, though, so it's going to be dusty or bust. FAU should be back in the tournament, but they've taken a step back too this season. Their problem has been they kind of snuck under the radar last year. Teams underestimated them, and now that they were in the Final Four, every team that faces them is giving them their best shot. So it makes everyone's season to beat. The Owls, hey, we just beat FAU. They were in the Final Four. That's a mentality change for a program that's used to being the underdog. They're used to sneaking up on folks. That's not happening anymore. So FAU, they got to be great every single night. And that's a tall order. But Dusty May, he can get hot. FAU can get hot. He could get that group to make a run. It's just that their regular season has been far more bumpy this year than last. They're not terrible. They're not bad. They're 20 and 6. They're 10 and 3 in the conference. That's not bad. They'll certainly be there in the tournament. But how long will they be dancing for? That remains to be seen. I know you will be dancing for a long time if you call Stewie. If you're buying a home, you need a mortgage, you're refinancing. You want to call Stewie on his personal cell phone, which I'll give you, because Stewie's got the bagel loan. When I think of a bagel, I see a big zero inside. There's nothing there in the middle. Zero. The bagel loan is exactly that. Zero. You pay Stewie zero. Nothing. No lender fees. No appraisal fees. I know you may love an everything bagel. You don't want a zero bagel. But if you're buying a home, if you need a mortgage or you're refinancing, you want that zero. You want that bagel loan that Stewie's got for you. As I said, I'm going to give you his personal cell phone number. Call Stewie. 561-379-4441. That's 561 379 4441 four 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 
one. Call Stewie. Tell him you want to know more about the bagel loan. Google it if you want, but get a hold of Stewie, and you will be so glad you did because you will pay him nothing. No lender fees and no appraisal fees. MLS number 226-715. I enjoyed watching, not the Canes game last night, but I enjoyed watching Inter-Miami CF. I'm not a huge soccer fan. I've made that well known. I don't think the majority of South Floridians are huge soccer fans. We have a lot of people from different countries in South Florida. And as we know, soccer or football, football. I didn't say that too well. Football, whatever. Football with a U is extremely popular everywhere in the world except the United States of America. But I enjoyed watching the game. Maybe because it was Inter-Miami CF's first game of the season. Maybe because the whole lore of Lionel Messi and Luis Suarez and company is part of a reason why I wanted to watch. In any event, soccer fans will probably be mad at me for saying this. But whatever. You know on this show I'm always all about... Here's a problem I have with soccer. It's nothing to do solely with Inter-Miami. But as a TV viewer, the way offsides is presented on television, to me, is dumb. Because you can't see it. You can't see an official call offsides. You can't even see the official raise the offsides flag because... It's not on the screen. He's like way on the bottom or sometimes on top. So you have this awesome play happen, maybe a goal, whatever the awesome play is, and then four or five seconds later, the announcers say, oh, well, he was offsides. See, in hockey, there's a clear line. Anyone can see the line. In hockey, you have the linesman right there in TV view. You see them raise their hand. You know what's going on. The way offsides in soccer is presented as a television viewer, you can't tell. Also, to me, offsides in soccer, there's some level of discretion to the officials. They do have review, so that kind of takes it out of the officials' hands after the fact. But still, just watching it on television, I find myself all the time seeing some great play or a goal, and then much later on, and to me, four or five seconds is much later on, after you get excited, oh, well, he was offsides. But you couldn't tell he was offsides. Unless you're just such a huge soccer fan and you're watching every single player, not just where the ball is, and you could tell somebody's offsides. But I just feel there should be sh- there should be something on the screen that signifies somebody's offsides the minute the official raises that flag for offsides. In person, different story. I'm talking about it as a TV viewer. Now, as a viewer of that game last night, or the match, Lionel Messi, he's still good. At least against MLS competition. He's by far the best player on the pitch. He had two assists last night. Inter-Miami beats Real Salt Lake 2-0. Seems kind of weird. Real Salt Lake is just real Salt Lake. 
RSL, whatever you want to call them, Salt Lake. It got a little uh, hairy early in the second half. Inter-Miami was up one nothing. Lots of easy chances for Salt Lake. Inter-Miami was careless with the ball, like, for 10 straight minutes. But RSL couldn't capitalize, and Inter-Miami CF gets the three points they wanted on their opening night. The best moment of the entire match, Real Salt Lake has a guy go down, and he's grabbing his man parts because he'd been hit, and he's in pain. Messi takes the ball and casually flips it over him and runs to try to score. Like, pardon me, I know you're hurting down there, but I, I've got an important goal to score here. I know you may not have children, and you may have to sit on ice for a week, but this ball's going right over you because i got to get this ball in the net. <laughs> but it was great to see a really good crowd, an excited crowd there in Fort Lauderdale. Year two of the Lionel Messi era. Inter-Miami has delivered the best player in the world, a global star. He's been here for half a season, and now this will be his first full season. And there he is in Fort Lauderdale. No groundbreaking yet in Miami. They've been talking about this since LeBron was on the Miami Heat. Nothing has really been accomplished as far as building the stadium. Sure, there's no more golf course there, and there's flat land but there's no stadium. Nothing has gone up. I don't know when it will. Nothing is really imminent. They just sold naming rights to the stadium in Fort Lauderdale. Now, do you sell naming rights to a place you intend to leave very soon? Maybe not. If they were really going to move next to Miami International Airport, maybe they would have done a big chase rollout. Hey, next year, our new building, Chase Stadium. But they probably know Messi will only play in Fort Lauderdale and will never play a game next to Miami International Airport. Maybe one of his kids or grandkids or great-grandkids. It's just hard to bring up Inter-Miami and not think about that stadium that's been promised forever and ever and ever and ever and the ceremonial groundbreaking last year, which still has not happened. And speaking of something that has not happened, maybe your financial goals are not headed in the direction you want them to. That's why I tell you about Trajan Wealth every day here on the show. Trajan Wealth is located locally in Palm Beach. What Trajan Wealth will do, you go to them with your goals, whatever your financial goals are, they will help design a plan based around those goals that you have made. They could be goals from two years ago. Maybe you've been working with somebody else, another company, a friend, a family member, and you just don't see things heading in the right direction. That's a perfect reason to get a hold of Trajan Wealth. It will cost you nothing to set up a meeting with Trajan Wealth. Visit TrajanWealth.com. That's TrajanWealth.com. Or call Trajan Wealth. 561-390-1000. Don't wait any longer. You've probably been waiting way too long already. Contact Trajan Wealth today. Advisory services are offered through Trajan Wealth LLC, an SEC registered investment advisor, and this is a paid advertisement. 
So the Miami Marlins are signing Tim Anderson, shortstop Tim Anderson, one-year, $5 million deal. That was reported uh, various places this morning. While I was eating breakfast, I said, okay, here come the Marlins. Miami Marlins! Yesterday, I saw a photo of Sixto Sanchez on the mound. And then I saw a video of one pitch that he threw during live batting practice. Sixto Sanchez, an all-time prospect. He was part of that JT Realmuto deal to Philadelphia. Sixto Sanchez has been a Marlins prospect for quite some time now. Probably ever since Beckham and Jorge Mas started talking about that stadium. I have read year after year, month after month, Sixto's throwing from 45 feet. He's throwing from 55 feet. He's warming up with the intention of throwing from 60 feet. Finally, I see Sixto Sanchez on the mound. And Sixto Sanchez looked like Bartolo Colon. Not to say Bartolo Colon wasn't good, but I don't know if that's the Sixto Sanchez the Marlins were expecting in that deal. I can't believe we're still talking about him in 2024 and we haven't seen him. For all the time we've spent talking about him, if he ever pitches in the bigs for the Marlins anytime in the near future, this dude better be Sandy Alcantara 2.0. Just to justify all of the talk and all of this waiting for him to take the mound and be good. At least we've got baseball games coming. The crack of the bat, runners on base. I know in spring training, the stars don't play all the time, but it's all part of the beautiful spring for baseball. And with football offseason here, the NFL draft still a ways away. It's nice to have baseball back. And now with actual games, not games that I would wager on or anything, but there's games. They don't count, but they're games. So baseball-wise, even though these games that are being played don't count, we will have some type of baseball game pretty much every day other than when they have the All-Star break until early November. I think that's fantastic. All right, I am off until Wednesday, but you can follow me on social media if you're looking for some parlays or a Slater's scoop. Enjoy your Friday and weekend. For now, I'm Andy Slater, and I'll see you later.